Hello, you good, wonderful people out there listening. The uh, the inter internet universe. Welcome. How is it going? It's your host, your friend Gene. I'm back with another episode. This is episode three. Wow, so far I've been pretty good keeping these up once a week. I was thinking about doing a supplemental episode where I come out with um, chapter uh, stories. So I'll read a chapter, an episode, like a 10 to 20 minute episode. I thought that would be interesting, but um, I have to have a story first. Well, I mean, I have plenty of stories, and um, a lot of them don't have endings. So I have plenty of stories, and that's what I'd like to get into today, my creative history. <coughs> so I realize as I've done already two episodes, not a lot, but I've already done two episodes. And I haven't actually talked about why I'm here, what my purpose is. Let's try to fix this. Why I'm here, what my purpose is. And uh, I'd like to get into that a little bit today. Why I'm doing this show, why I'm talking about creative things, and I'd like to get into my creative history. I have um, notes as I always do. Notes are very important, especially if you want to go on an in-depth topic. Notes are very important. They keep you in line. They keep your timelines correct. And they allow you to sort of flesh out your ideas before you actually get into them. So you might come up with something that you didn't think of before. And because you wrote it down, it's there in stone. I've definitely, plenty of times during monologues, have talked things out loud. And then in in times of trying to repeat them, whether on paper or, or, you know, in a different form, I forgot what I said in the audio of previous, the monologue of previous was always, it just felt deeper, more in depth. So I have my notes here. I wrote these at work and I realized, you know, it just kind of occurred to me, I, wh- why am I, why am I doing this? I've always liked radio. I liked uh, speaking, which is an odd thing because I don't actually speak too much in public. I'm very quiet, very reserved. I usually listen before I talk. You know, around around people I don't really uh, know too much, not really friendly with. But um, I would always go first in in school presentations that was my thing like if we had a presentation it would scare the crap out of me and the presentation day I would who wants to go first boom I would raise my hand first I was definitely a hundred percent of the time the first second or third person to go when doing presentations and if we had to sign up for when we want to go I was always first I remember in um, I had a psychology class in uh, my freshman year of college I did not get that class at all. I don't know if the teacher wasn't very good or I wasn't very into it, but we had to do these um, projects for the end of the semester where we had to do all this research and uh, scientific stuff and and surveys and out-in-the-world surveys and and interview people. I didn't do any of that because I was super shy. So I I basically made the whole thing up, and um, I emailed the teacher... Uh, a couple days before, like, hey, I'm requesting to go first. Um, I I have to leave um, as soon as I give the presentation. I gave some some reason. I don't remember what the reason was, but I I knew my presentation wasn't going to be good. It wasn't. It was. It was all made up. So um, I was able to go first, and whew, the looks of everybody in that class. I, I have no clue what I talked about. I know it was. It must have been bonkers. I think I got a D in that class. I, I just made it. But I remember uh, I went first, and I I just spilled that presentation out of me. And I, I, bu- I ducked out of there because I, I said I had to do something. I don't, know, I don't know what it was, but it was the end of the semester. It was literally the last class. I was never going to see these people or this teacher again. Um, but that was my thing, always going first, get... The wound, uh, no, what's the, rip the band-aid off. I was never, um, 
I never like to sit in the misery of having to do a presentation. Um, so, a bit about my creative history. If we're gonna if we're gonna go from the start here, why am I doing this? Why focus on creativity? Um, why focus on writing and poetry? Well, I would say I I began writing around seven or eight. I was pretty young. I have my I still have my first story. Um, of course, it's not very good, but I I still have it. And uh, I it's crazy when you think about the history of your life, and you think about events that have happened in your life, and how they they are so long ago. But it feels as if you can be just transported back into that body and that mind and know exactly what you were thinking. I remember writing this story as if it were yesterday. I remember what I was thinking and I was sitting in my my little room and I had my first journal with me. It was a, a little blue journal with flowers on it. Not really my style, but it's the only one I had. And the first thing I ever wrote was this story about a uh, a cursed ring that some kids had to uh, return to its proper owner. And I remember this story. I remember writing it. I remember thinking that this was an awesome feeling. This was the greatest thing I've ever written and it was so good I was pretty young um so I guess from there I always knew I wanted to express myself I always knew I wanted to um just give some part of me away whether that was in writing or um filming or acting um it was just in that I had to express myself uh, you know in drawing Whatever the aspect of art was, I wanted to be involved with that. It was it was as if you know I was just opening up, and for most of my life, that was writing. That writing was my tool of expression. Writing was, you know, the way I spoke to the world. Some people put on cool clothing, some people sing, some people work really hard at their jobs, and I. I was a writer. That's that's who I told the world who I was. Uh, so it like it became a big, not only a big hobby, but a big obsession. I would say I was probably from that time, seven or eight. What is that second grade? Uh, I I was writing like eighty percent of the time, just writing all kinds of little doodles, stories, and I still have my little. Uh, torn up notebook, small little notebook of my first poems, which I I, I had forgotten that I was into poetry for a short time, uh, you know, like when I was 10, maybe 11, and I, I found these notebooks full of poetry, and I I remembered that I was into it for a short time. Um... But and during this time, I began to love acting. Movies captivated me, especially movies with like an awesome main character, like a like a secret spy, or you know, like an archaeologist or a dinosaur hunter or some sort of adventurer. That was me. That's who I wanted to be. So I, I grew this love of acting and wanting to dress up and become. These characters, at one point I wanted to be a Canadian Mountie. Um, I had all these little spy briefcases and toys where I thought I was a secret agent on these secret missions. And I would act these movies out uh, in my backyard. And I would have these amazingly lonesome acting moments. I mean, that sounds pretty depressing, but... At the time I was doing this, I, I didn't care that I was alone. I didn't even think about it. There was no friends with me. I didn't uh, I, I didn't really play these too often with my sisters. It was a very much a solo act. If I was going out of my yard to pretend I was a dinosaur hunter, then it was just me. And I loved it. I didn't, I didn't think that it was me by myself. It was the best feeling ever. The whole world was open. 
And uh, so I, I loved acting and I loved being different characters. I wanted to act um, because I had a lot of interest as a kid. I had a lot of uh, interest in, in history, old artifacts, old buildings, uh, a lot of science, a lot of art. And I wanted to be these characters. I wanted to be these these people who were who were having these awesome lives. Um, but I had this really intense shyness, so uh, I I never saw myself pursuing acting, even though that's for for a very long time that's what I wanted to do. I I thought I'm gonna be an actor, but I was super shy, so I never saw myself actually pursuing it, actually going out there and putting myself out there and and uh, trying out for things so i the the acting turned into writing because i thought well i could write a story and then i could act in my story the story could become a movie and i could become an actor in that movie this was the the brain thought of a, of a 12 year old 11 12 year old so I stuck with that for a long time. Maybe there's still a small part of me that believes that, that I could still act in one of my stories. I mean, now I kind of just, I really do just want to write and get my um, my expression out there. It's not so much about acting anymore. I think uh, I can enjoy movies and I can sort of think it would be awesome to be able to be so many different characters. But it's not it's not my traje- trajectory anymore. Um, and I I guess I needed to stick with something as well because I, I I had so many different interests they were all over the place. I did like I did like drawing. I liked uh, the idea of being an artist. Um, I liked taking photos when I was a little bit older. Uh, I liked I liked nature. So for a brief moment maybe maybe uh, like three months in my college career towards the end of it I wanted to double major in environmental biology that didn't pan out um there was just too many steps and I didn't have enough time I would have had to stay extra years to complete that so in the end writing has always been my outlet because hey if I couldn't be an environmental biologist I can certainly write about it with enough research so that that is my subject, is writing. That is what I will stick with. And that's why it's the basis of this podcast. Because it's always been writing. Writing has been my best friend in a lot of ways. I have over 50 notebooks. It's not, not nothing to, to brag about because it's a lot of notebooks. But I, I have a lot of notebooks of just just journaling and stories and ideas and thoughts, musings, uh, drawings of characters in my books, character sketches, so much stuff throughout my entire life. Like I said, I have my first journal with that very first story I remember writing in my little room right outside of my closet, closet door being open, and I was just sitting there writing this awesome four-page story it was great and I still have that and I have my my days of high school and what I was thinking and different periods of my life of of where my head was and me dealing with this really intense paralyzing shyness that I I felt I suffered from and maybe to a point perpetuated uh, on my own. But uh, I really was trapped for, for a moment. And writing was writing was my, my savior. And uh, now it's just, it's just this habit that I've built up. I can't imagine now not writing. If I were to... I mean the idea of not being able to write anymore. I'm sure I could do it. Uh, but it would be... I feel like something would be missing. I feel like the act of writing this outlet for me, it feels a part of my soul. It really does. It feels like um, that my soul, 
my brain, part of my brain, becomes transformed onto these pages that I, I write on. That was, uh, wow, I didn't, uh, I had my notes here. I didn't know that was going to be a lot of what I, what I talked about. I went in depth there. I didn't realize a lot of things also about writing, what has, what writing has afforded me. And, um, there's a part of me that also feels a little, not guilty, but a little, uh, held back because I never aggressively pursued it as a career it it always not that it felt like it but it always was in the back of my mind my mind is this thing that I would eventually do I'd eventually write a story and you know pitch it to an agency and and get it published some way but uh my habits always took me forever to finish so um I would say 99% of my stories just drop off in the middle of them I have I have about five decent not decent but five stories that I've I've had throughout the years that just ended up being nothing I stopped writing in them and I think maybe it was the fact that I was growing so I was maturing so as these stories started to expand into different parts of my life they I started to change and the stories just couldn't keep up I have this uh, one called the Vim story that was my first real uh, attack at a novel and uh, in reading back through it I realized why I didn't finish it I started it when I was in fifth grade and I wrote it up I wrote it up until sophomore year like really um, passionately freshman to sophomore year uh, and I thought that would be the one and for like a good time in my high school years I I didn't really write in it too much but I still kept it close to me because I know I had started it so young and I thought that would be the one so for a long time I actually didn't write in it that's why I say it was probably from fifth grade to my sophomore year in high school where I really was writing in it and after that the story just dropped off I grew as a person and the story stayed in my past and I have another one right after that the Rats, which was a story that took me from that time, probably mid-high school, up until early years of college. Again, I grew and the story stayed in the past. And there has been a few here and there where I started them, got a few good chapters in, and, and they just, you know, I, I think I was growing. And uh, it's tough to write things as a kid, and I realized that if you're a kid and you, you write a full novel, you're pretty lucky because you, you're able to finish something as a child and you don't feel like you, you know, you left something behind, which is sort of what I feel with all my stories. But I do have one story that I finished, and that was a NaNoWriMo novel that I did in 2011. Yeah, uh... 2011 somewhere around there I was definitely I was either out of college or just to be just about to be out of college and NaNoWriMo is this writing event that takes place in November you write 50,000 words in 30 days it's this whole internet community so it's this challenge you sign up and you know the goal is to finish this thing in 30 days and the first time I joined I finished my novel, 50,000 words. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I did that about uh, 10 years ago now. I guess I keep saying 10 years, so it probably was around 2011, 2010. And it's actually the novel that I'm editing now because it is a completed story. And I, and that is what is so great about it. I finished it in 30 days from page one to page whatever I think 50,000 words gives you 75 pages I finished it I have a completed manuscript but geez editing through something you wrote in 30 days I don't I don't recommend doing it normally it's it's uh it's quite the task at points I remember well I have this huge long rambling of um just 
trash. I was uh, I was almost to the end point. It was probably a week out of finishing of to the end of, of November. And I could not finish this story. It was at this point, you know, normally if you're writing a regular manuscript, you take breaks to give yourself time to process the information, come back with it, uh, come back to it with fresh eyes. So you can imagine I've got, you know, five days left to finish this thing. And I'm only at, I don't know, 30,000 words. And I'm freaking out at this point. I'm 20 years old. Freaking out because I can't finish up a, a, a make-believe, you know, untouchable challenge on the internet. But I was freaking out because I wanted to finish this thing. And I got so far. And I could not understand why the word count just felt like it wasn't moving. So I went on this huge, like, three-page ramble about what I was doing. And I cannot figure this story out. So there's that in there. There's just a lot of a lot of fluff. And editing through that stuff is really really difficult. It uh, it takes a a mental toll on your editing brain. I started editing this story I don't know the beginning of this year. So it took me 10 years to finally go back to it and see if I could make something of it. And uh I'm on chapter 3, which is cool. And I haven't looked at it in three weeks, which is also okay. That's fine. I mean, people take 10, 20 years, 30 years to finish a book. So I think I'm I'm pretty good. I took 30 days to actually finish it, 10 years to wait to edit it, and I'm on chapter three. So I think that's pretty good. But I, I can't wait to finish it. My goal is to finish it by the end of the year. I haven't looked at it in about three weeks. Uh, but I, I kind of hit a roadblock. I can tell there's a lot of just junk that doesn't need to be in there and I got to remove it. And I'm thinking I'm sort of having a rework in my mind that maybe the, the better idea is to delete massive parts of it and start over, start over fresh. I actually posed this in my last YouTube video. Uh, is it better to, like, I have the memory of the story in my head. I remember what it's about. But, you know, not precisely. Character names and scenarios and situations escape me. But the general idea of the plot, I can remember loosely. So I pose the question, is it better to erase the whole thing and start over from scratch? From, like, a blank page and nothing to reference? I think I came up with the idea that uh, I'm not going to do that. I didn't say it in the video, but I guess I alluded to it. I'm not going to do that. That idea is too terrifying. Um, it seems very daunting. Because I think there, there's there's some good stuff in there. And it just it just really needs to be worked at, chiseled at, taken down. Um, a lot of things need to be just completely erased. I like simplicity. I like concise words. Um, I like the stranger. I like... Frankenstein. Get to the point. Tell me the monster. Boom. Woke up. All this fluff, this adjectives, these descriptions. I get them. They're very visually appealing. But for me, I love a story that's just like, hey, this guy walked into the room. He set his cup down. He lit a cigarette, started reading. He left the room. Instead of all this, the walls were 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 white and the light was reflecting. That has a time and a place for my writing. I like those adjectives, those descriptions placed very precisely and not throughout the whole book. Short and simple. Simpl simplicity is what I like and I the, definitely this novel it needs to be more simplistic and I think half of the scenarios in it need to be cut out and it needs to be more of what it is and uh, that is the situation at hand. So, that is, that is that. That's where I'm at with that. So I guess the question of why I'm doing this is at the forefront. I had, um, I had a little show. I say a show, but it was really three episodes uh, a couple years ago, 
that was posted on a different YouTube channel. And that show was called Radio Silence. It was just me. I called it Radio Silence. And I think the f- the only three episodes I did were me uh, playing a video game, playing Call of Duty. And uh, one the one that I remember was me uh, comparing two scopes, two two uh, two scopes on a on a sniper rifle, and I was just showing footage of my gameplay. I was pretty proud of that gameplay. I thought it was awesome. So I, I've tried doing this before. I like podcasts and solo podcasts are really difficult. I do this podcast with my husband called Take Yourself Seriously. And it is easier with another person. You can kind of pose questions and riff off each other's ideas and figure out where you're going with things. But a lot of times, uh, for me, sometimes I get lost in the conversation. And uh, there's so many things that I want to say. But the conversation is still continuing. So it's difficult to come back to them because I forget them. And things get lost in translation and ideas get forgotten or convoluted. And there's always that famous, ah, I forgot what I was talking about. What was I saying? What was my, what was my point? You can tend to ramble with somebody you're very comfortable with. That's funny because I'm the most comfortable with myself. But the rambling with myself always feels much more concise and put together. I don't know, maybe, am I comfortable with myself? I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm doing this show. I like the idea of a podcast. I like it, a radio show, a broadcast, a program. Welcome to the program. Welcome to my show with your host, your friend Gene. Because that's how I am. I'm just a friend. And uh, you could listen or you could not. Um, I I want to get out of my head. That's the point. I li- I've been living in my head for ever. My fantasies, my 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 imagination, the stories I make up, it's all been in my head. It's all been up there in the in the brain. In the synapses of, of the world of me. And, uh, you know, writing has been that thing where, oh, I have this, I have this crazy situation going on. This, this unbelievable scenario you would never believe. It's all happening in my head. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. Because it's awesome. And it would be an awesome story. So I've been living in my head. And because of that, it's it's very difficult for me to talk to people I'm not comfortable with. I notice even sometimes family members can be, it can be difficult for me to talk with. Because I'm just not around them enough. Because I'm always in my head. Um, and I've always been afraid to express my ideas and opinions. It's this kind of weird, irrational, like, stop I have. It's not even a fear, it's just a physical stop where... Somebody asks, hey, what color do you like? And it's like, I I don't have a favorite color. You know, and, and to some point, I'm an adult. That's that's pretty much true now. But as a kid, everybody has a favorite color. Or at least I think. Anyway. What was my favorite color? I don't know. I probably said green. Or something super normal. Green, because green is the color of leaves. And I love leaves because leaves are a part of nature and... I love nature. Nature, you, you don't have to be anybody. You can just be in nature. So the idea is, I just want to be on this podcast, on this radio broadcast. I like the idea of calling this a broadcast. That seems really uh, kind of my thing. Old school. So I want to I get out of my head, is the point. I want to get out of my head, and I want to begin living. Because... I've been listening to um, a podcast called This Esoteric Life, and they talk about um, spirituality and chi and the soul and, like, uh, 
you know, psychic things and brain things and altering your, your body with your brain. And it makes me think that maybe I've been living in my head too much that I actually never learned how to be out of my head. So uh, I want to begin living. Maybe it scares me a little bit to, to create all these stories in my head that I might get lost in this world. So I'm, I'm going to talk here and give that sort of information about what I think because my my love, my passion, I, I have many passions. You know, I, li- I like watches. I like archaeology. I like science. I like the discovery of new planets. Um, I love vintage things. I love working in the yard, working in a garden. I love nature. But if I'm going to have one true passion, it's going to be writing. It's going to be just the, the physical act of creating patterns on a page that ultimately create an idea. And uh, that is my way of living in this world. And I want to share that. Because I have all these created worlds, all this created, all these created ideas that I want to share. And I, I think I, I do have stuff to say. I think I do have things that maybe people can relate to, or maybe things that people never thought of before. Or maybe ways that people thought, you know, like, hey, I didn't, I didn't see it that way. Or like, I felt that way too. It's awesome that you feel that way. And, you know, I'm not alone because... I was alone for a long time, and I didn't have anything like this. Uh, the closest I had was Zelda Universe forums when I was 14. Those were cool to uh, connect with people over Zelda. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just want to share my my passion, my writing. Which is funny because there was a moment in my life, I would say probably about uh, eight, but shortly after the NaNoWriMo thing, shortly after I, I started working uh, at Starbucks that I sort of lost all inspiration. And no matter what, it was so difficult to write. I had nothing. I had no motivation. I, It's not that I didn't want to do it. It was just empty like a like a desert there was nothing up there and I tried I tried writing and it was just all empty pages and and disappointing characters and I didn't want to do it so I I lost all my inspiration and uh, I went through a lot of things to try to get that back one was uh writing poetry on a on a website that me and my husband created um and then slowly, maybe because of that, I started to get back into it. And very specifically, I started to get into poetry, which um, I remember at a time, I didn't understand poetry, I didn't get it. Poetry was something that like, I thought you had to be classically trained in, that you had to take classes on to understand it. Because I, I, not only in reading poetry, especially the older poet- uh, poems, did I not understand, but I didn't understand how to write it. And there were so many different things and sonnets and haikus and soliloquies and ballads and uh, iambic pentameter and, and rhyming and do you rhyme? Is it okay to rhyme? And positioning. And it felt all very technical. And uh, I remember this website, I was mostly writing poetry. And it wasn't very good, but it was it was poetry. It was... Uh, just my ideas, told very short form. And over the course of, I want to say, five years, I started to really, I didn't plan it. It's not like I forced it. But everything that I was writing just happened to be poetry. It was like, whoa. All I'm doing is writing poems. And they were short poems, long poems. I have three-line poems, I have two-page poems, and that's all I can think about now is poetry. And I realize, now that I'm talking about this, maybe po- poetry is is kind of my thing. Maybe 
other people might find this as well. I said earlier that I could never finish a story. I would only get so far and then it would just drop off. So maybe the reason poetry is so perfect for me is because it's short form. Like short sentences, short ideas. For the most part, it's it's not going to be 50 pages. It's going to be a page, maybe two pages. And it's done. And then the idea is to get your ideas out in exact language. Every word has a purpose. And that's what I love about poetry. You can't just speak a line. It has to be something in that poem. What Any line or word you put in there, it has to mean something. It has to, it has to act as another brick in that foundation. It can't just be there to be there. So I like that about poetry. I really appreciate that about poetry. And it's been really hard writing it. It's not easy. It's actually very frustrating because... I find myself wanting to like write it all the time. It's come it comes very easy to me now because I am writing it all the time and you know it's simple ideas as well just like uh, sitting there and explaining how the sky looks um explaining current events explaining this show in poetry form. And uh since I've been doing it now for the last I don't know 5 years, it's uh it's just now starting to become easier and um it i think that's it's that's me that's me poetry i think is me you know some some people find their things late later i'm gonna say late because i'm not late in life but uh it took me a little while and i've never loved a form of writing like i love poetry Sometimes it can feel like it kind of has me rather than me having it. It can feel a little obsessive at times. There was another time where I went through a little lull in my inspiration. This was right around the transition of where I was starting to be serious about poetry. Where I was starting to think like, oh, I might actually be a poet. And um, that was, uh, I want to say about three years ago now. It was maybe 2017. Somewhere, maybe 2016, somewhere around there, 2016, 2017. And again, I was kind of feeling a little lull in my, my, my inspiration. So in the, in December of that year, uh, I decided that I was going to give up all forms of writing because I I felt like I couldn't write anything, everything, like I had no motivation so I had read this thing about this person who, uh, they wrote this article. They they were a writer, and they wrote this article about, um, in their 20s, they spent a lot of years kind of not writing, and they were traveling and, and learning and studying. And the, the word studying is what got me. So in December of that year, I think it was 2017, I, I renounced writing. And I said, I am going to study. And the first thing I'm going to study is music, all genres of music. And I started with, uh, with rap. I started with studying rap music and hip-hop. From old-school hip-hop to new-school rap. Uh, and the idea was not just music, but I wanted to, from there, study authors and poetry and film and other creative outlets. For some reason... I decided to start with the hip hop genre. I think maybe because of the of how lyrical and poetic hip hop can actually be, and it, it, especially the old school stuff. If you really listen to the lyrics, it is so profound and clever and smart, and it kind of makes you think like, "Oh, I wish I could write in that way." In certain songs, I would listen to like. They would just be so cleverly written. And um, that period of my time uh, uh, where I wanted to give up writing for a year. I just wanted to do it for a year. Because the idea was to go through all genres of music. So I wanted to end with country. And uh, specifically with, uh, what's her name, Dolly Parton. That was my idea. I never got that far. I never made it past hip-hop. Because after a month... Uh, um, of listening 
all I wanted to do was write, which is crazy. I remember I was walking on my break <clears throat> and I was listening to this music with my headphones in and it was cold because it was December and in where I worked was right by the water. So all that chill was coming off the water and you're walking and your face is just getting red. Your eyes are tearing. You, your nose is stuffed up and, and the chill is freezing your, the tops of your ears and you can't pull your coat any closer and the wind is hitting you from the one side and you put the music up a little louder because you're trying to really get involved in it. And I was on the walk back and I was passing these green, green bushes so green against the gray of the water and the sky and the skyline and I I just I wanted to write again and that sounds really corny I just wanted to write again but that's really how it was like I couldn't wait to get back to work so that I could start writing like it was that crazy I've never felt anything like that where you know I had been listening to, to this music for about a month uh, after I wanted to renounce writing to study art instead of actually writing. And I could not, like after that moment, I could not wait to get back to it. Everything just kind of hit me at once, this this wall, this rush of inspiration. And I, I, like, I remember I was smiling and I was, I felt so happy and excited because uh, I had a lot to say a lot to write down, which I hadn't felt in quite a few months. And I remember feeling really down about not uh, not having the inspiration to write. I was really frustrated. I, I just hit this creative block that I didn't know what to do with. Um, so uh, I think this is when I started to realize that, uh, you know, I, I, I need to change something. And it was in listening to this hip-hop mu music with these these really cleverly written lyrics uh that I realized I think I think poetry might be my thing that that's when I believe I was sort of making this the shift from writing stories full-length stories and short stories to poetry abstract stories musical lyrics almost anything that sort of told uh told a story in a in a flowery way in a in an abstract way, in an almost untouchable way, but sort of really clever, got you thinking. And I loved that this this music, this genre of music that I had no connection to, I did not grow up with. My, I grew up on, on classic rock and roll. Hip-hop music was not played in my house. Uh, I didn't have much experience with it, um, but it was this that kind of gave me that shift to write again which if you if you need something to study study old school hip-hop the first thing I listened to was the entire first album of oh shoot I'm drawing a blank um Common his first album um and if you need something to listen to I recommend that because it's pretty clever, and it's uh, it's like truth almost. And I guess that's that's what I want my poetry to be, even if it's not necessarily truth about my life, but just a truth about the world. And I kind of I I want it to be hidden, only for like you know people who can get it. Whew. Wow. All right. Let's see if I missed anything. Uh, that was it, I guess. What I wanted to say about my my history, my creative history. I didn't know I was going to go that deep. I didn't know I was going to get that into it. So since that time, since my short um, uh, break from, from writing, all forms of writing, and my short excursion into the musical world, I have been writing nonstop ever since. Sometimes I don't, I don't write all the time. It's not like I'm every day writing. Like I think it's been a couple of days since I wrote anything really. Um, a lot of days now I do some editing of, of stuff, which is uh, I think a completely 
different beast than writing. Like they are writing and editing writing, two separate animals. It's completely different. I almost want to say I love the editing part of writing more. It really, it's like building. Writing is sort of uh, gathering the materials you know, gathering all the materials, the brick and the clay and the and the glue and the cement and the brushes and the hammers all in your arms and tossing them on the ground with a with an instruction booklet and saying, Here, build this. And it's like you have all the pieces. Everything's there. You see everything. And now it's like, Oh, but I gotta put this here and I gotta put these bricks like that. And if I use this hammer, uh I gotta use the cement on this and Maybe now the hammer is not going to work, so I, I got to get a saw to, you know, saw through this wood so I can create posts. And, and now I got to switch the glue around. And, well, these these bricks aren't really working, so if I switch the bricks with this wood, and now actually the bricks are working in this spot, so it's kind of like that. It's like, that's the fun of it. And that, don't edit too much, because I notice a lot, a lot of times I'll keep going back. When I think something is done, I'll go back again to look at it and I'll start playing around with it. It just kind of makes it worse. It just makes it look a little little messed up. Uh, yeah, so, so don't edit too much. Just write the thing, edit the thing, come back maybe two or three more times after after some time. Really, like, let yourself soak it in. Really let yourself absorb not only the space you're giving yourself, but absorb what it looks like when you come back to it with, you know, fresh eyes. And uh, really use your words to your advantage. And uh, don't edit too much, because I have definitely ruined some poems with over-editing and just, uh, you know, like, okay, I messed it up. I have to, I have to go back. Like, you, you, you edit it, and you, you think, okay, I need to edit it more, and then you wind up erasing all your edits and going back to the original thing. So that's, that's the one piece of advice I would give. You know, just keep keep going. Because a thing I realize about life is that it doesn't happen overnight. And you hear that everybody gives that advice. That is the thing that everybody talks about. It's like things take time. But until you reach the time, you don't realize how true that is. Because life is so present and it's so long when you're in the present. And when the present is gone, then you look back at all those previous presents and you go, oh, I was building. And in that moment, it felt so long. Like, how can I wait another five years to figure out what I want to do or be good at something or, or figure out this whole thing, this whole life? But it's like, oh, that's the, that's the tough part. That's the struggle is giving yourself that time, it, realizing that the moment is long, but the moment's going to pass, and it's going to build up into all these bunch of moments, and you're going to be able to see them as one big giant time in your life. And it took me all this time to realize like how I really want to pursue this uh, writing thing. And it was it was just a bunch of trudging in the mud. I mean, I was really lucky that I found my my passion super early. I think that's rare for somebody that young, you know, seven or eight to figure out like, hey, I want to write words forever. Like that's going to be my thing. Um, but just trying to figure out how to work with that, how to make that work for me, that was hard. And, uh, you know, I had to I had to let it like settle and I had to let it be and I had to let it figure itself out. And the thing is consistency. Like, it's not going to figure it out if you're not consistent, if you don't stick with it. Because it's if, if it's really something you want to do, you got to stick with it. You got to keep going. If if I felt the struggles with this writing thing, which I, I felt many times, not being able to finish the story, I could have just said, you know what, forget about it. Writing's too hard. It's not for me. Uh, but maybe I would have found something else. And, you know, who knows? That's, that's the road not traveled. But if it's something you really want to do... You just, you got to stick with it and you got to put in the time and you got to put in the effort and you got to realize it's not going to be a year. It's not going to be two years. It, it's not going to be five years. It's going to be like, like 10 years, sometimes longer of like realizing, Hey, 
this is this is going to take some time. And, uh, you know, just kind of live in the moment as best as you can. Appreciate that moment. It's hard to appreciate the moment in the moment. But once it's gone, like, you're so appreciative of it. Like, I, I don't regret any of my writing moments. It's just, I'm really glad that I went through it because, uh, you know, it was my journey. It was my path. Yeah, we all have a path. We all have a journey. And uh, you just got to give yourself enough time to figure out what that is. So, as I'm here, as it's taken me all this time to finally open up my mouth and put my thoughts into the world, something I've always wanted to do. I've always been unable to express myself, and now I'm doing it one step at a time, baby steps. So, that's it. That's all for this podcast, uh, for this radio show. Thanks for listening to me, your friend Gene, uh, talking about uh, my past, my creative past, my creative journey. I realized I didn't read anything on this episode, but uh, I feel like I didn't need it. My rambling of, of my creative journey was enough, and uh, sometimes you don't need the uh, the poem in the beginning. You just need your uh, your history. So uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week where I'll have another uh, episode out for you, all you good folks to listen to. Uh, so don't miss it. And uh, make sure you, I don't know, can you like? I was going to say like and subscribe, but that's that's YouTube, isn't it? Can you rate this? Can you rate these podcasts? Anyway, if you liked it, come back next week. Have a listen to that one because I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it's going to be something. Um, and I'll be here. Uh, so that's it. That's enough for my rambling. And uh, catch you on the next one. Bye.